So welcome to here tonight to Victory Christian Fellowship. This is Wednesday night refreshing. Are you guys ready for some times of refreshing coming from God's presence? Father, we are here tonight ready to drink in the river, to get in your flow, to honor you in all that we do. We bless you, we praise you, and we welcome you here tonight.
are here, Lord. Permeate this atmosphere. Fill this atmosphere with your glory. We're so grateful and thankful that we can meet with you. And Lord, we thank you that you speak to us and your message is clear so we listen to you now. online, we just say, welcome, welcome, welcome. Before we begin our message tonight, I want to read from Acts 2 and from Acts 4. Acts 2, verses uh, 43 and 44, or 43 through 45. Ah, we better throw 46 in there. (laughs) Acts 2, 43. After 3,000 people got born again, and uh, they started the Christian journey. And it says in verse 43, And fear came upon every soul. Not that they were afraid, but they had a reverence, respect, and honor for God. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together. Let's say together. You're talking 3,120 people. They were all together. 
What a way to practice your love walk. (laughs) And they had all things in common. And they sold their possessions. Everybody say possessions. And goods. And parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing how often? Daily. With one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Sounds to me like they were glad to participate. Amen? Alright, let's go to Acts 4. And uh, verses 32 to 34. Well, no, to 37. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart, one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of these things, ought of the things which he possessed was his own. Can you imagine? Saying that that's not my car, that's not my house, that's not my whatever, that's not my clothing. They they didn't claim it as theirs. So what did they do? But they had all things in common, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Great grace was upon them all. Neither was any among them that lacked. That is powerful. When there's an atmosphere of generosity and giving, no one lacks. For as many as were possessors of lands or house lived in. Everybody say house lived. Is it okay to have more than one house? Absolutely. Now they, they sold the house and lands. If you okay, let's just say. You have 10 acres of land, and you sell five, that's that's 10,000 an acre, that's $50,000. Now, they didn't give 5,000, they gave the 50. As many as were possessors of notice to have more than one land, lands, more than one house, houses, they sold them, and they brought the prices of the things that were sold, not a portion, the whole thing. And laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Joseph, whose name is Barnabas, who the apostles surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, he was a priest, and of the country of Cyprus, that's an island off of Greece, having had land, sold it, and brought the money. And laid it at the apostles' feet. Can someone say amen? Amen. I said all that to say this. You have an opportunity to give into the kingdom of God. Every time that we meet. Amen? Amen. And uh, as you give, it goes into God. And, uh, you know, the cameras that we use, they're actually Gabriel's. And uh, he's very gracious to let us use them. But, you know, one day uh, they didn't make it to church. Anyway, we need to get our own camera. Alright? So we can free up Gabriel from 
having to so he because he bought those with his own money. Amen. So if you want to give towards the the camera, you can do that as well. Uh, just mark it on their camera. Father, I just give you thanks and praise that uh, you are a good God and you provide us with all good things and you bless every gift and giver in Jesus' name. Amen. And you can give anytime during the service. If you want to give online, you can do that. And uh, amen. Someone say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Got all my gadgets and I'm good to go. Um, and also, uh, coming up in October, guys, get ready for the annual Everyday Hero Men's Conference, the last Friday and Saturday in October, and uh, it's going to be a great time, so there's some information on the back, you can check that out. Alright, you guys ready for the Word? Oh, yeah. See, you didn't just come to hear the Word, you came to have an encounter with God. See, because any time the word goes forth, God will back up his message. And uh, I want you to turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And uh, I think that this will be the last night out of chapter 1. So, praise God, we've been here in this chapter for a few weeks, talking about these things. And uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 2. It says, we give thanks to God always for you all. Did you know that I am thankful for you all? Amen. You all are awesome, incredible, wonderful people. Making mention of you in my prayers. I mention you in my prayers all the time. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith, your labor of love, and patience of hope. In our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father, knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God. And we're going to focus on verse 5 tonight. For our gospel came not unto you in word only. It just God's message just doesn't come in with words. Words are part of it, but there's something behind the words. When the words go forth, something works in the hearts of men and women. There's something working when God's word is moving. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were, among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction. Have you ever had the word come to you when you weren't feeling so good? Or when things were happening in your life, and all of a sudden the word comes into you. But you know what? You can receive the word when it's good. You can receive the word when it's bad. You can receive the word in trouble. You can receive the word in peace. They received the word in much affliction. With joy of the Holy Ghost. Thank God. Someone said, thank God for the joy. You got the joy? Not just any joy, but the joy of the Holy Ghost. 
Say, I got the joy of the Holy Ghost. And it's bubbling up in me. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's bubbling up. I want you to notice that he said, our gospel. Did you know that there are other, other gospels? Paul said, if, if someone preaches to you another Jesus or another gospel. See, some gospels talk defeat. Some gospels preach bondage. But the gospel of Jesus Christ preaches freedom. It preaches prosperity. It preaches plenty. It's got hope. It's good news. It'll lift you up. It'll change your situation. See, another gospel won't do what the gospel of Jesus will do. So he said, our gospel. Our gospel came to you. It came in three ways. It came in power. It came in the Holy Ghost. And it came with much assurance. In other words, when you hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, you will gain confidence. You will become a confident, victorious champion. Say, I'm a confident, victorious champion. Say, I lack no good thing. Say, God is for me, and no one can mess with me. Amen. So the gospel, when it comes, it comes in power, it comes in the Holy Spirit, and it comes with much assurance. Not a little bit, but much assurance. Amen? So, the gospel comes. Where does it come from? It comes from God. It comes from heaven. Amen? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. Who He is. What He's done. And the benefits that He has for you. That is the gospel. Amen? And the gospel... It has come to change your situation from bad to good. It has come to change your darkness into light. It has come to change your trouble into peace. It has come. The gospel has come for you. It's come to lift you up. And it's come with power. It comes with dynamite. Dunamis. Explosive power, wonder-working power, miracle-working power. The gospel has power to it. It has some oomph. The gospel, it's not the power in the delivery, it's the power of the message. You can preach the gospel in the most calm voice, and it will have the effects. It will bring the results of heaven. On earth. Because the, the power is in the message. The power is in the object of the gospel, which is Jesus Christ. So it comes with power. The gospel is the good news of Jesus, his kingdom, his life, his work, and his way of living. 
The gospel is the true, simple message of what God has done through Jesus Christ, His Son. Say the gospel is simple. He didn't make it hard to understand. Say the gospel has come. So whatever you need, the gospel has everything that you need. Everything that you want. Everything that you desire. Right? God's gospel is for everyone. It's for every nation, tribe, and tongue. And it will produce the same results wherever it goes. The gospel works in Africa. The gospel works in Guyana. The gospel works in China. The gospel works in Russia. The gospel will even work on a Democrat. And a Republican. See, you thought I was just going to say that, right? If there was ever a time that our country needed the gospel, it's now. Amen? See, the gospel doesn't favor one person over another. It favors the kingdom. It favors heaven. The gospel is God's standard of living. It's God's way of life. Amen? And God's power can convert a soul from darkness to light. You know, uh, electric companies, when they want to get the power to you, it has to go through a transformer. They can't just send it direct to you. It's got to be processed, right? Because you don't want too much power. Right? You don't want to be blown away by the power. So it goes through a transformer, and it can be regulated. It can be moderated, so you get what you need to power what you have. Amen? And so the gospel power, it can convert a soul from darkness to light. It can correct a wrong and make things right. Gospel power. Amen? Does, our, does God's gospel have some power? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's got all it, it, it never has a power shortage. God never will say, oops, I don't have enough power for that. God's power heals bodies. It eliminates infirmities and it strengthens all weaknesses. God's power removes burdens and destroys yokes. If you came in here tonight with a burden, all this heavy burden, I'm carrying for God. God said, I'm sorry, my burden's not heavy, so what, what burden you carry is not mine. If your burden is heavy, it did not come from God. God, Jesus said it himself. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. He doesn't go around giving heavy burdens. God's power lifts the soul out of bondage, depression, and despair. God's power is very present help in trouble. God's power can do the impossible. It's greater than Burger King. They got the impossible offer, but we got an impossible God. Amen? God's power awakens minds and hearts to God's will, righteousness, and His way. The gospel will say, Come on, wake up. Get with the program. Amen? Amen? 
Awake thou that sleepest. That's a little King James word. Go to Acts 26. Acts 26. Whoo, I'm feeling it tonight. We got gospel power here. There's gospel power in Palmyra. There's gospel power in Lebanon. There's gospel power in Long. There's gospel power in Humblestown and Hershey. You are an agent to distribute the gospel power. You've got gospel power in you. Why? Because you received the message. Acts 26, verse 18. Our gospel came in power. Notice what it says. Jesus, Paul was recounting what Jesus said to him. And he said, he was talking about delivering people. And it said, to open their eyes. And to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. See, there was a time when we were under the power of Satan, but when we came in contact with gospel power, it delivered us from the power of Satan. It shut Satan's power off. It had no grip on us and brought us into the power of God. Glory to God. We we are no longer under the power of sin. We're no longer under the power of Satan. Satan can't make you do anything. He can't stop you from doing what God told you to do. Doesn't mean he won't try, but he can't, he won't be successful at it. You have the ability to overcome him because the power in you is greater than the power he has. He who's in you is greater than he who is in the world. We're delivered from the power of darkness. Go to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Paul really had a good revelation of the power of God. Starting with verse 1, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Have you been separated unto the gospel? God called you And now you can deliver the Good News Gazette. Hear ye, hear ye. Right? All of us are paper boys and girls delivering the news. Okay? So Paul was separated to the gospel of God. Verse 2. Which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with what? Say that next word. Power. power. Say it like, come on, say power. 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 Yeah, it's time to power up tonight. Are you ready to power up? Not power down, power up. 
We're about to turn the lights on. We're about to let the meter flow. Listen, there's no charge for the power of God. He's not going to charge you by the minute, by the hour, by the day. It's free. It's limitless. It's got a full supply. It's time that the body of Christ tap into the power of God. And we face our problems with the power of God. That's not all I'm going to say about that. So Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Hallelujah. Where there's spirit, there's power. Because the spirit of God is the powerhouse of God. He's the power generator. Oh, hallelujah. But whom... By whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, whom you are also the called of Jesus Christ. Did you know that you are the called of Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ has called every one of you. He calls you to himself. He calls you to a purpose. He calls you to a place. He calls you to be something. Amen? Amen. Every one of us are called. It's time we answer the call. Don't put God on hold. Amen? Amen. Alright? So, let's go down to verse 15. He says, So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. I'm telling you, when you're ready to preach the gospel, it's going to take something in you. With everything that's in me, I'm ready to preach the gospel. The gospel does something inside of me. The gospel is working right now. And it hasn't stopped working, won't stop working. It doesn't take a day off. It doesn't take a vacation. And it certainly doesn't take sick leave. Paul said, as much as is in me, I'm ready to preach the gospel, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Gentiles. The gospel is the power of God. Who wrote the gospel? The Holy Spirit wrote the gospel. No, I thought men wrote it. No, the Holy Spirit Dictated to them what they needed to write, and they wrote what he said. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So, the gospel is the power of God. It's about Jesus who was uh, declared to be the Son of God with power. We don't serve a wimpy God. We don't serve a helpless God. We don't serve a God who's hindered. In any way, except by our own unbelief and doubt. That doesn't hinder God, but it hinders His power from working for us or in us. Mm -mm -mm. Go to Acts 10.38. Acts 10.38. Hallelujah. If you were a Tesla, you're in the charging station right now. God's about to charge your batteries. 
10.38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Say, God anointed Jesus. Did you know that Jesus didn't do what he did because he was God? He did it as a man anointed by the Holy Ghost. Who, who are you anointed with? Same Holy Ghost. So that means you have the same anointing that Jesus had on him. Well, you're his body, right? I mean, if the head is anointed, then the body gets it, right? Say, I'm anointed. With the same anointing that Jesus was. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. See, I'm anointed with power. Who went about doing good. See, the power works in you to help others. He went about doing good with the power that God gave him. Okay? Hallelujah. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with them. If God was with Jesus, he's with you. If God anointed Jesus, he's anointed you. If Jesus had power, you have power. Why? You're a joint heir. What Jesus gets, you get. What Jesus has, you have. Amen? Amen? Same power that he, he works, he worked in, is working in you, working through you. Glory to God. Amen? The, God's message of the cross to the world, they think it's foolish. But to those who believe, it's the power of God. Amen? Go with me to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. And we're going to see the power of God at work in the gospel. Aren't you glad for the gospel? It's not bad news, it's good news. Anything bad that happens to us did not come from God. It came from the devil, the world, or our own choice. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. It came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God. How much value do we place on the word of God? This group of people were pressing to hear it. I mean, you came here tonight... Not just because it's Wednesday. Not just because uh, you had nothing else to do. You came here because you're hungry. Amen? You came here to hear the Word. Not just any Word. Not just any news. But the Word of God and the good news of God. Amen? And when, wherever His Word is, He is. He always works with His Word. God is a man of his word. He's so much a man of his word that he became the word. And walked among us. It came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. 
He saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. So here he is. He's got a, a multitude of people, right? And, I mean, Jesus is a rock star. You know? Everywhere he went, there was people. Right? I mean, he couldn't take a nap without people. He couldn't eat without people being there. Everywhere he went. Why? Because he was a man of power, and where he went, things happened. And so they're pressing in to hear the word. So, he sees two ships. Fishermen are over here, ships are here. And he entered one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. So, get this, I want you to get this picture. There's the land. Jesus is sitting in the ship. He asked Peter, He's in Peter's ship. He said, could you just push it out from the shore a little bit? Give me some room. See, Jesus, he's probably like me. He probably couldn't stand still preaching. He had to move. Right? So, he needed some room. Except this time, he's sitting down. He's in the boat. He's just a little bit offshore. And he's preaching. He's teaching. What happens when Jesus teaches? What's going forth? The Word. The Gospel. What does the Gospel have? It has power. What can its power do? Anything it needs to do. Okay? So he entered the ship. He thrust them out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. So Jesus is teaching. He's, He's telling them about the kingdom. He's telling them about his power. He's telling them about his goodness. He's telling them that they've been forgiven. He's telling them what the Father has for them. Everything about the gospel. He's preaching the gospel. He's preaching the truth. Okay? Well, he's teaching. Treaching. Let's just call it treaching. Okay? So, he finishes his message. Right? Now, when he had left speaking... He said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let, your, let down your nets for a catch. When Jesus stopped teaching, he said something to Simon. Who's talking to Simon? The Word. And the Word is good news. And the good news has power. Okay? Is there power in the words, launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a catch? Is there power in that phrase? Yes, because it's the Word of God. It's coming from the Word Himself. It's a direct message from the Word to this man who owns the boat. There's power in those words. Say there's power in those words. Okay? Verse 5. Simon answering... And said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night. See, in that particular lake, all the fishing was done at night because certain fish saw the nets in the day. You never really caught much during the day, except when the Word says you're going to catch something. Because there's power in the message. See, God gave Peter 
a word because Peter gave God his boat. And although Jesus borrowed the boat for a moment, with anything that you ever give to Jesus, he will reward you greatly. See, Jesus asked for the boat, and Peter let him. Peter, okay. So Simon answers and said unto him, Master, we've toiled all night and have taken nothing. Everybody say nothing. nothing. Nevertheless, at your what? There's something about what you said. I don't feel... Listen, what you said overrides how I feel. What you said changes the circumstance. What you said... See, there's power in what you said. See, there's power in the message. There was something about Jesus said that stirred Peter's heart. Even though he didn't feel like doing it, he did it because of the power that was working. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. See, the power was already there because he said The power was already working. The fish were responding to the power. They were gathering in a place that they don't normally gather because the Word told them to come there. His Word changed the course of the fish. He took an impossible situation and was about to give a super blessing to an offering. Oh my goodness. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fish. Let me say a great multitude. The fish weren't there at night. But they got there when he said it. Because there's power in the message. And their net broke. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled what? You're talking about two tons of fish. Those boats could hold about a ton. Two tons of fish. Now, in eight hours, how much fish did they catch? Because they didn't have a word. They had their own strength. They had their own knowledge. They had their own experience. But everything changed when the word was given. Because there's power in the gospel. They filled both ships, notice, oh my goodness, so that they began to sink. They began to sink. Does God know how much fish the boats can handle? But He wants to give you more than you can handle. He's a too much God. He's a plenty God. He's an overflowing God. He's a more than enough God. He's not El Chipo. He's El Shaddai. So, 
But see, here's the thing. The power of God is still working. What Jesus said is still taking effect. Verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, I mean, when the fisherman is surprised, you know you caught some fish. He fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. The power of God brought him to repentance. The power of God brought him to surrender. Because of the miracle, the dunamis that that took place because of the word. Verse 9. He was astonished and all that were with him at the draft of fish, which they had to... The whole fishing company was astonished. They had never caught this many fish at this time, especially in the daytime. Right, right. They never, you wouldn't be astonished if it happened before. <laughs> but Peter, it was Peter, Andrew, James, John, and Zebedee, James and John's father. They were astonished. Let me say astonished. Astonish. See, when you see the power of God in action, you'll be astonished too. You'll be amazed at what it can do. It did that. Verse 10. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth you shall catch men. Verse 11. And when they had brought their ships to land... They forsook all and followed him. (laughs) They didn't dump the fish. They brought the ships to the land. And they told Zebedee, Zebedee, you take care of selling these fish, we're following this guy. See, when you're touched with the power of God, things that you thought were important become less important. Things that you were pursuing, you stop pursuing and start pursuing something different. Let's go down in the chapter, verse 18. And behold, so he's in a different place now. Well, let's go back up to verse 16. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. What's Jesus doing? He's powering up. See, he gave out the Father's words. Now he's praying and getting the Father's words back in him. He's powering up. How many know if you want to minister, you've got to power up? So Jesus is praying. By himself, he's getting powered up. Why? He's about to give out some more. And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was what? What happens when Jesus teaches? What's going forth? And what does the word have? And what what can that power do? Anything it needs to do. Because God's words have power. There's power in the message. There's power in the person. There's power in the spirit. There's power in the name. Oh, hallelujah. 
So as he was teaching, as he was bringing forth the word, as he was preaching the gospel, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which would come out of every town of Galilee and Judea. Those were like counties. Galilee and Judea, they were like regions. They were like counties. So within those counties, they had lots of different villages and cities. And Jerusalem, and what is the next phrase? And the power of the Lord was what? And what was it present to do? To heal them. How did the power get there? It had to come from somewhere. It came from Jesus. It came from the preaching. It came from the message. Jesus, who was the Word in the flesh, He was preaching God's Word. Therefore, whenever there's preaching of God's Word, there's power present. Because the Word has the power. Are you with me? Are you picking up what I'm laying down? Okay? And behold. So, Jesus is teaching. The place is packed. People from three counties and all cities and villages, they came and converged. It was like a conference. It was like an everyday hero conference. Or a woven conference. And they were gathered together and there was teaching going and power was there. It was, it was active. It was ready to spring forth. What does, what does, what do you need to make the power spring forth? Faith. Faith causes the power to spring forth. The power could be there, but faith taps into the power that's there. Faith brings the power to you. And behold, man brought in a bed, a man which was taken with palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and lay him before him. So, they wanted to connect this man with the power. Can you imagine, think about this, carrying a bed. That takes enough effort. How far did they carry it? I don't know. I don't know the distance. The Bible doesn't say how far they carried it. But you got four men. They're like pallbearers, except the person is alive, not dead. And they're carrying a bed, not a casket. They must have heard about the meeting. Otherwise, I mean, you wouldn't take a bed to nowhere. Right? They must have heard that Jesus was there and that he was going to be preaching. So they're bringing the, because their friend can't go there himself. So, they witnessed to him, and they said, come on, let's go to this meeting. Let's go to Palmyra, let's go to BCF. Something's going on there. The gospel goes forth, there's power there. And so, they wanted to lay this man, who had the palsy, before Jesus. Verse 19. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in, because of the multitude. 
I can see these guys, they set the bed down and they look for, they look for a way where they can bring this bed in. Alright? The bed might have been small, it might not have been too big, but still you got four guys carrying it. Okay? So they, they put the bed down, one guy's standing with the guy, three other guys are looking, okay, uh, uh, and we see this table, there's no way to get in, we can't get in the back, we can't get in the side, we can't get in the front, what are we going to do? Everybody say determination. determination. See, if you really want to get to the Word, if you really want to tap into the power, you can. But it's going to take some determination. It's going to take some perseverance. It's going to take a willingness to press in beyond obstacles. Do we got some presser inners here tonight? Amen. Amen. You're not going to let an obstacle stop you from tapping into the power. I'm going to tap into the power. I'm going to get what I need. I don't care if you put the mountain from me. I'm a mountain mover. Did you know you were part of a moving company? Yes. M- mountain movers are here. What mountain do you have to move? You're a mountain mover. Say, I'm a mountain mover. And I'm an obstacle remover. You're, you're like those guys that uh, they get called to eliminate pests from your home, right? So they could not find by what way they might bring them in because they were looking. They were, they were seeking. They were trying to find a way in. Because they went upon the housetop and let him down through a tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when Jesus saw their what? Oh my goodness. He saw the very thing that tapped into the power. He's like, those boys are about to get plugged in to the preaching of the power that was already there. Say, faith plugs into the power. Say, my faith makes God's power available to me for my situation. All you need is F-A-I-T-H. That's it. You need to believe God. You need to value His Word. You need to just take Him at His Word. And the power is there. He saw their faith. The Word saw their faith. The Word was in agreement. You know the Word can recognize faith? It can tell when you're in faith or not in faith. Oh, Peter, why did you doubt? See, he didn't, the Word pointed out his doubt. Didn't point out his faith. Pointed out his doubt. Because he stopped believing. See, here's how faith works. Once you start believing, you can't stop believing, otherwise you start over. You can't, oh, I'm in faith, I'm in faith. No, I don't think so. You just got out of faith, now you got to start over. If you start believing, you got to keep on believing. Amen? Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, man, your sins are forgiven. So the power of God, he's working. Yep. He tells this man he's forgiven. Well, he doesn't need forgiveness. He needs healing. Guess what? It works by the same power. There's not healing power and forgiveness power. It's just God's power. <laughs> It brings healing, it brings forgiveness, it brings it all. Amen. 
Is there power in that phrase, man, your sins are forgiven? Do you think that that man on the couch felt relief right there? Yes, he did. That was a direct message to him from the word, the gospel. Alright? And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? That would have been a really big clue to the religious minds. Hello, you've got God sitting there. But they couldn't, even, they couldn't even recognize Jesus as God. They couldn't recognize his divinity. They couldn't see beyond their religious mindset. But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, not only is there power in the word, there's perception in the word. It's a discerner of thoughts and intents in the heart. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than the two sword, able to pierce to the dividing summit between soul and spirit, joints and heart. It's a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. It can discern your thoughts and your motives. Why do you reason in your hearts? I, I can see those Pharisees. <laughs> Whether it is easier to say, your sins be forgiven to you, or to say, rise up and Which is easier? Guess what? They're both easy to God. It's not easier to say either one. Because the power of God is easy. To, it covers them both. But that you may know that the Son of Man has what? Power where? Upon the earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto you, arise, take up your couch, and go to your house, and immediately. Everybody say immediately. See, he was tapped into the power. The only person that got tapped into the power was this man at this point. Now notice this. Immediately he rose up before them. He took up that where he lay. He didn't have to get carried out. He carried what carried him out. The power of God caused him to carry what confined him. You talk about overcoming. He overcame his inability to walk, and he walked. And he carried what carried him. Oh, hallelujah. Because Jesus was anointed with power, and he went about doing good. What was he doing good? He was healing. Alright? Almost done. And he departed to his own house. What was he doing as he departed? He was glorifying God. He was praising God. He was thanking God for the power. He was praising God for the power. He was glorifying God. He was honoring God. He got saved. He got healed all in the same moment. Reminds me of me when I got saved. I got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost like right, right away. I got a double dose. <laughs> and they were all amazed. And they glorified God. Now the Pharisees are getting into glorifying God. And were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. So the gospel comes. How does it come? It comes with power. It comes in the Holy Spirit. And it comes with much assurance. When God works in your life, 
you will be confident that God is at work. You won't have to wonder, was that God or was that something else? You will know that it's God. Just like the woman with the issue of blood, she knew in herself that she was healed. Because she heard the word. The moment she heard the word, the power was there. She tapped into the power by faith. She made her way to the source of the word. And she got her miracle. Amen? And it's no different with you today. You're here tonight. You've come to get refreshed, to get touched, to get lifted up. doesn't matter. Whatever you need, God's power can handle it. God's power can do it. God's power can make it happen. God's power can bring it into being. Because there's power in the gospel. There's power in the message. There's power, amen? It's not the messenger, it's the message. My God, God brought power from a donkey. It's not the messenger, it's the message. It's what the messenger is saying. It's who is he representing. It's who is he doing it for. It's not the messenger. It's the message. You've heard the message today. So let's tap into the power of God by faith right now. Amen. Stand to your feet. Is there anybody here that needs healing in your body? Healing in your body? Just raise your hand. Hand, hand, I see those hands. Hands, I see those hands. Okay? Anybody need financial provision? Financial provision, I see that hand. I see that hand. Anybody need joy? I see that hand, I see that hand. I want you to say this. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your power that you have given to me through your message. Right now, I receive from the power of God by faith. That power is working in me. It's working for me. I'm healed in Jesus' name. I have joy unspeakable. And for the glory, God has provided for me. 
then you have the power of God. It was already here. The moment we read the first scripture, the power of God was already here. And it's working. It's changing. It's rearranging. It's freeing. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come against the spirit of depression and despair. Right now, I command you to go. Loose your grip off God's children, off God's house. I kick you out in the name of Jesus. Devil, I command you to take back your life in the name of Jesus. You will not interrupt God's supply line. I command you to loose the finances that people need in the name of Jesus. Angels, we commission you to go in. 